hourly rates have nothing to do with the client. Instead, they are entirely based on the firm's cost or the lawyer's own perceived worth compared to other lawyers. Simply put, hourly rates are really egocentric, not client-centric. Welcome to a different practice. I'm your host, Lauren Lester, and I'm obsessed with all things business, well-being, and optimizing the practice of law for solo and small firm lawyers. I started my solo practice right out of law school, built it from the ground up, and now work four days a week while earning well over six figures. I'm here to share tangible, concrete tips and resources for ditching the legal profession's antiquated approach and building a law practice that optimizes growth and enjoyment. Think of this as grabbing coffee with your work bestie, mixed with all the stuff they didn't teach you in law school about how to run a business. Pull up a seat, grab a cup, and get ready to be encouraged and challenged. This is a different practice. When I told Jess about the topic of this podcast, her response was great. We can't talk about it enough. Today, we're going to cover value. And this is something I think to Jess's point that we don't talk about enough Really, we don't talk about it at all in the legal profession, but it is central to every business, including law firms. But what we track is what we value, right? And in legal, what we track generally is our time. So really what we're saying is that we value our time and that our clients value our time, but that's really not the case. What value is for a business is what the client is ultimately buying, what they're exchanging their hard-earned money for. And I can guess in most situations, time is not what they're actually buying. They're probably buying peace of mind or a savings on time or expertise. There's a number of different things and we'll get into those in a minute. But we don't ever hear about value and what we bring to the table as attorneys And that's really what clients are buying. So in this episode, we're going to go through a couple sections of the pricing toolkit, which is a free resource that is available if you want to ditch the billable hour, stop chasing clients for money, stop living your life in six minute increments, and ultimately to stop selling your time and actually start selling what clients are really buying. We give you a four-step process that you can go through to actually provide value-based pricing rather than pricing based on time or cost or nothing that has to actually do with the client. So we're going to go through a couple of those sections here. Again, this is a free resource. You can grab it at any time at thepricingtoolkit.com. We're going to cover the sections about value today. And if this piques your interest and you want to learn more, do go ahead and download the free PDF. You can also sign up for free and get the web series if you would rather listen or watch as you go through the toolkit. So let's jump in. Client-centric is all the rage in the legal industry these days. Lawyers say that they want to be like Amazon and, quote, start with the customer and work backwards. But very few of them, however, actually do it when it comes to pricing. Most lawyers bill by the hour, and most legal companies build products that only support this antiquated approach. Hourly rates have nothing to do with the client. Instead, they are entirely based on the firm's cost or the lawyer's own perceived worth compared to other lawyers. Simply put, 
Hourly rates are really egocentric, not client-centric. Value-based pricing takes a different approach. Instead of starting with the cost of the firm or what other lawyers are charging, value-based pricing starts with the client and what they value. Don't worry, you'll still take into account the costs to ensure profitability, but that should be a check at the end, not the foundation of the price. To illustrate the difference, cost-based pricing typically starts with step one of determining the costs for the business, step two, adding a profit margin, although we wonder if many law firms skip this step, and then step three, assigning a price based on that. Whereas value-based pricing, the first step is to determine what the target market actually values. Step two is to assign an initial price based on that value and what the market will bear. And then step three is comparing the initial price with the effort to ensure that you are covering costs to be a profitable business. You can see that with value-based pricing, we start with the client, whereas under cost-based pricing that we covered first, the client's not even mentioned in any of the steps. Getting into value-based pricing requires us to get into a different mindset. And so we ask that you take off your lawyer hat for just a minute And while we are expertly trained to spot issues, question assumptions, and embrace precedent, when it comes to the business of law, we can't take that same approach. Instead, we have to be willing to embrace change and to consider possibilities that come from it. We have to be willing to go a little bit into the unknown. And once you make that mindset shift and determine pricing by starting with the client, you're on the road to a more profitable and fulfilling practice. Selling what clients are buying, a deep dive into value. The most client-centric and profitable path forward is to ditch the billable hour and replace it with value-based pricing. Legal consumers are not interested in buying your time. Instead, they only ever buy the value you provide in solving their legal problem. Clients evaluate legal services based on value and price. Unfortunately, according to Bain & Company's Elements of Value Pyramid, Most companies, including law firms, tend to only focus on the price because it's a lot easier to understand. Value can be harder to define, yet understanding what your clients value is critical to pricing your services, improving your offerings, and creating new ones. So what do we mean by this nebulous value, and how can law firms actually deliver it, and more importantly, communicate about what they are delivering? While value comes in many forms, it is ultimately defined by the client and what's important to them. Our job as lawyers, our job as the business person, is to understand what the client values and how we can deliver it. When people seek out legal services, they are typically looking to do one or more of the following. Solve a problem, manage a risk, make a deal, right a wrong, or find some peace of mind on an issue that's really important to them. They come to us as the attorney with the goal of achieving one or more of these ends as effectively and as efficiently as possible. The value of our legal services will vary based on the degree of the problem that the client is trying to solve from relatively routine to having a life-changing impact. Think of the difference between a traffic ticket or routine corporate filing and a murder charge and the launch of a new business very different, and the value of the service is going to depend on the degree of the problem. 
While value generally comes from solving the client's problems, there are many other things that clients value too. Some of these things are what they're conscious of and they can articulate pretty well, but others may not be so top of mind or something that they directly ask for, but is still really important to them. A good example is great customer service. Most customers value it, and it is generally the number one reason that clients will refer friends and colleagues to you, but few will come right out and say, yeah, what I'm looking for in an attorney is someone who provides great customer service, but they know it when they see it. With that in mind, let's take a look at Bain & Company's Elements of Value Pyramid to see some examples of what value is. No matter your practice area, you likely provide many different values found on the pyramid. When a client comes to you for help, they want a solution to their problem that provides the value they're looking for. For example, a parent may come to you to help solve their custody issue. Well, the value that they receive includes your providing information by explaining their rights, decreasing their anxiety, and providing access to defend their fundamental rights as a parent. It's important to keep in mind that the values at the base of the pyramid are not less valuable than the ones that are above it. Instead, they're more foundational. Most clients aren't going to seek value towards the top of the pyramid until more foundational values are actually delivered. For example, if a client doesn't feel like their anxiety is being reduced, which is a functional value, by getting an estate plan created, they aren't likely to find value in creating a legacy for their family, which is more of a life-changing value at the top of the pyramid, through that same service. The same value will also look different to different clients. For example, creating an operating agreement for a client's business is valuable to them because it reduces risk. But helping a different client complete their bankruptcy case is valuable to them because it also reduces risk. Depending on how important the value of reducing risk is to that particular client in their particular situation, they'll likely pay a different price. Clients also find value through the process of getting to the solution. This is where customer service really comes in. In some instances, customer service is equally, if not more important than the solution itself. Unlike the outcomes of most of our cases in which we don't have a lot of control over most of the time, we do have control over how our customer service is with our clients. There are endless examples of how law firms can provide good customer service, and here are two common ones that we generally find clients really appreciate. Providing choices and empowering the client. Giving choices can be the deciding factor in whether a client retains your services or not. Research shows that when consumers are given more than one option, they are more likely to purchase a service than when they are giving only one option. Although you may have more options available, it's also best to offer just two to three choices that are suited to solve the client's problem. That way the client is empowered to choose without getting entirely overwhelmed. The other example of how you can provide great customer service is by providing transparency and price certainty. People who need legal services face a significant challenge finding transparent information about how much that help is actually going to cost and whether the value of the service they receive actually matches up with the price they ultimately end up paying. It's hard to budget for the unknown, and that unknown of not knowing what the total cost is going to be often causes even more anxiety to the consumer. To give clients the information that they need to make the determination of whether the value and the price match and whether the price is in their budget, 
Your website should include pricing information, an explanation about your approach, and any other information that will help the potential client determine whether your services are a good fit for them. Again, looking at Bain & Company's Elements of Value Pyramid, you may notice that it's based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs and is broken down into four levels, functional, emotional, life-changing, and social impact. While each level focuses on a different type of need, many clients find value on more than one level. The more levels you can offer, the stronger the client relationship. Below are some examples of value that you may offer in your practice. Under the functional level, I would venture to guess that most of us in our practices are going to reduce risk somehow. So instead of focusing only on the solution to their problem, whether that be a parenting plan or a bankruptcy filing or a corporate agreement, you want to also focus on how that reduces the risk to the client. Underfunctional is also values like offering a firm and predictable fee, offering a payment plan, saving the client time, saving the client money, even in some cases making the client money, offering more than one option in terms of services, being transparent about the entire process, how long it will take, what's likely to come up, providing better results. Connecting the client to another professional for a more holistic approach, depending on what their problem is. And providing a streamlined process. Like we mentioned, most clients want to resolve their legal issue rather efficiently and effectively. On the emotional level, clients value peace of mind. Feeling secure. Being protected from others. Having their privacy protected reducing their anxiety, and having their emergency prioritized. On the life-changing level, clients value fulfilling their dream, getting better results, and having an opportunity to actively shape their own future. This can come into play if, say, you have an immigration practice. The client is going to be able to actively shape their own future if they can have their immigration concerns resolved for them, where that's no longer a problem. Fulfilling the client's dream might come up if you are in a small business practice and allowing clients to build the small business that is going to help them reach their dreams. And lastly, on the social impact level, clients value changing the course of history for the better. So in this, think of something like impact litigation or even launching a groundbreaking business or product. We all offer many of these values, no matter our practice area. What we have to get used to doing is shifting our perspective. And instead of talking about the work product that we're going to provide, couple that or even instead of that, Talk about the values that are going to be provided through that work product by solving the client's problem. Keep in mind that this list is not exhaustive, and we certainly encourage you to think creatively and identify the unique value that your practice provides. Then create a value pyramid for your firm. In the toolkit, we've actually included a blank pyramid in the appendix to help get you started. Be really specific when you're talking about value. Why are clients coming to you for help versus another firm who may be in the same practice area? What value does the client receive by working with you specifically? What differentiates you from other lawyers? 
Once you've determined the value you offer, be sure to communicate it to potential clients during consultations and have it on all of your marketing collateral, both social media and your website, everywhere that you are marketing your firm. A word of caution though, when talking about the solutions you offer, as most of us know, we cannot guarantee results or use language that implies that a certain outcome is likely. So stay away from language like that and do make sure that all of your messaging is accurate and truthful, not misleading or deceptive. Remember that some of the value you provide will be universal to all of your clients, regardless of their practice area or regardless of the problem you're solving. For example, having transparent pricing and offering options is going to be a value to everyone that walks through your door. In other instances, the specific value is going to depend on the particular client and the nature of their problem. Some clients will value having you by their side from start to finish, while others will only want help with the key parts of their case. It's really important to identify the individual needs of each client so that you can meet them and certainly communicate them to the client, as well as those values that are maybe more universal. The benefits of value-based pricing cannot be overstated both for the client, but also for us as the attorney. Value-based pricing benefits for the client include having transparent information upfront and throughout their case, having a predictable cost that they know from the beginning, often for being able to provide affordable representation, being budget-friendly or at least something that they can work on their budget towards versus having to write a blank check, It is empowering for the client, it provides choice, and it also gives access to legal help that most clients don't think that they could ever have. For the lawyers, value-based pricing has a ton of benefits as well. You're valuing yourself and your skills and your expertise. That's what you're selling, not your time. It gives you far more control over your practice. It will certainly increase your revenue. In most cases, you can collect payment upfront, so no more chasing clients down for money. It'll give you less admin time. It creates a predictable cash flow. And overall, it's just less stressful. Let's have practices that we enjoy, that make us happy, that don't cause us to feel burnt out. Value-based pricing, among many things, is one of the huge steps to be able to get a practice like that. So the key takeaways here are, Clients are not buying your time. I know that is what we typically sell in this profession, but that's not what they're buying. And the only reason that they're exchanging money for it is because traditionally there has not been any other option. Provide another option, sell the value that you provide instead, and watch your law firm take off. And second, remember, value comes in many forms and should be thought of expansively to include both concepts specific to lawyering, like advocating, drafting, negotiating, and also concepts general to service industries, like providing options, predictable and transparent pricing, and just great customer service. When you change that mindset, when you start to think about your law firm as a business, and what problem you are solving, and what value you are giving the client, value-based pricing just fits right in and makes so much sense. Like I mentioned in the beginning, if you are ready to jump in and start to implement value-based pricing into your practice, please check out thepricingtoolkit.com. Again, that's thepricingtoolkit.com. You can grab our free pricing toolkit 
It is over a hundred pages of exact information, step-by-step guide to how you can implement value-based pricing profitably into your practice, including examples, worksheets, and a ton of information in our appendix. We also have a corresponding web video series. So if you'd rather not read it all, you can watch our videos. It goes over the exact same information. You can find all of that at thepricingtoolkit.com. If this was helpful and going through the toolkit in an audio format was valuable to you because we're talking all about value today, please let us know. Either shoot us an email or leave us a voice memo. There is a link at the bottom of the show description can just give us your feedback on whether this was helpful. If you'd like us to cover other sections of the pricing toolkit, we would be happy to do that. We want to make sure that this podcast is valuable to you. And so we practice what we preach and let us know what would make your experience even better. Thank you so much for listening today. Until next time, keep building. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you've just finished another episode of A Different Practice. For more from this episode, head over to adifferentpractice.com slash podcast for show notes and links to resources. If you found this episode helpful, let me know by leaving a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you're looking for even more practical tools to optimize your law practice for growth and enjoyment, be sure to sign up for our monthly newsletter. The link is waiting for you at a different slash subscribe. I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, keep building a different practice.